the sixth mansion chapter two of the interior castle this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by anne boulet the interior castle or the mansions by saint teresa of avila translated by the reverend john dalton the sixth mansion chapter two she speaks of certain ways by which our lord awakens the soul in which there seems to be no grounds for fear etc with regard to other exterior troubles which the devils raise they are certainly neither so usual and therefore they need not be mentioned here neither are they so painful because whatever may be their effect they never in my opinion incapacitate the powers nor disturb the soul in this manner for reason remains free to consider that the devils can do no more than our lord shall permit them and when this is not lost all is little in comparison with what i have mentioned above i shall now proceed to mention other interior afflictions which are endured in these mansions and i shall speak of different kinds of prayer and favors of our lord some of these as is evident by the effects they leave in the body are harder to be endured than the others but they do not deserve the name of troubles nor have we any reason to call them so, as they are such great favors of our Lord, and the soul, when in the midst of them, knows they are such, and that they are not merited by her. This great affliction comes, together with many others, when the soul is ready to enter the seventh mansion. Some of them I will mention, for to mention all is impossible, nor can they be described as they are in reality, because their origin is more noble than those mentioned before and as I was unable to explain better than I did those of a meaner kind, much less can I explain these. May our Lord give me assistance in all his favors, through the merits of his Son. Amen. It seems as if we have left our dove long since, and yet we have not, for these are troubles which make her soar the higher. I will now begin to mention in what manner the spouse acts towards her. Before he becomes wholly hers, he makes himself greatly desired by certain ways, so subtle that the soul herself does not discover them, nor can, I think, make them intelligible, except to persons who have some experience therein. Some impulses are so delicate and subtle, as they proceed from the very interior of the soul, that I know no comparison suitable for the explanation of them. They are very different from all that we can procure ourselves, and likewise from the delights already mentioned, for very often, without imagining such a thing, or remembering God, His Majesty awakens one by lightning or thunder, as it were. And though no noise is heard, yet the soul clearly perceives she was called by God. And this is so evident, that sometimes it makes her tremble all over, especially at first, and makes her utter complaints, though she may feel no pain. She feels herself to be most delightfully wounded, and she neither knows how, nor by whom she knows well it is a favor which is to be prized and she wishes never to be healed she complains in words of love and these are external she cannot do otherwise to her spouse knowing him to be present but not willing to manifest himself this is a great but pleasant affliction and if she desires not to have it she cannot nor does she ever wish it to leave her for it gives her more delight than the suspension of the prayer of quiet which has no such affliction attached to it i am very anxious sisters to make you understand this operation of love but i know not how 
for it seems a contradiction that the beloved though not seen should let the soul clearly perceive he is in her and he seems to call her by a sign so certain that it cannot be doubted and with a whistle so penetrating that she cannot help hearing it for it seems that when the spouse thus speaks to her she is in the seventh mansion and all the people who are in the other mansions viz the senses the imagination and the faculties dare not stir o my powerful god how great are thy secrets and how different are spiritual things from all that is seen or known here on earth in no way is one able to express this small operation in comparison with the very great ones which thou dost work in souls this whistle operates so powerfully in the soul that she even consumes herself with longing and yet knows not what to ask because she is strongly persuaded that her god is with her you will ask if she knows so much what does she desire what is it that troubles her what greater good does she desire i know not but this i know well that she suffers and that this pain pierces even into her very bowels and that when he who wounds her draws forth the dart he seems therewith to tear them away so powerful are her sentiments of love i was thinking just now that if a small spark should fly out from a pan of live coals for such is my god and fall upon a soul in such a way as to make her feel the fire enkindled and yet not be sufficient to consume her she continues in that pain which is so delightful and when the sparks touch her they cause this operation this seems to be the best comparison i can find for this pleasant pain is not properly a pain nor does it continue in the same degree though sometimes it lasts a long while and at other times it ceases immediately as our lord is pleased to communicate it for it is not to be attained by human means but though it sometimes lasts a long while yet it goes and comes in a word it never stands still and therefore it does not cease to inflame the soul except when as she is ready to be enkindled the spark dies and leaves her with a desire of suffering again that amorous pain which the spark causes there is no reason to think that it comes from nature or is caused by melancholy much less that it is a delusion of the devil or the effect of fancy because it is a matter which shows us clearly that this motion comes from the place where our lord is who is immutable and its operations are not like those of other devotions in which the high transport of the delight may make us doubt here all the senses and powers without any suspension wonder what this is without being able to prevent it or increase or take away in my opinion this delightful pain let the person on whom our lord bestows this favor and if he have already received it he will easily understand it when he reads these words give him many thanks for the person need not fear about its being a delusion but lest he be ungrateful for so great a favor let him also strive his utmost to serve him and in everything amend his life and then he will see what will be the effect and how he will receive still more and more though a certain person on whom this was bestowed spent some years with it being highly pleased with this favor yet even though she should have served our lord for several years in great affliction yet she was abundantly recompensed thereby may he be blessed for ever amen you may ask how can there be greater security in this than in other things in my opinion this is greater for these reasons first because the devil can never produce so pleasant a pain as this he can indeed give a certain delight which seems spiritual 
but to unite a pain so very great with the quiet and joy of the soul he is unable for all his strength is outward and his trials when he sends them are never in my opinion sweet or peaceful but restless and turbulent secondly because this delightful tempest arises from another quarter far different from that over which he has any power thirdly on account of the great benefits which remain in the soul which are generally resolutions to suffer for god a desire of having many afflictions and being more determined to abandon all delights and earthly conversations and other such like things that all this is no fancy is most evident because though the devil may sometimes endeavor he cannot counterfeit it because it is a matter so well known that in no way can it be feigned i mean it cannot seem to be what it is not nor can it be doubted whether it be such if there should be any such be assured they are not true impulses because these are as clearly perceived as a great sound is by the ears there is no probability of its being melancholy because that forms all its conceits in the imagination but this other proceeds from the interior of the soul it is possible i may be mistaken but till i hear stronger reasons from one who understands the subject i shall adhere to my opinion i know one who is very fearful respecting these delusions so that you need not fear about this kind of prayer our lord also employs other ways of awakening the soul for example when she is praying vocally and not thinking at all on any interior subject a certain delightful ardor seems suddenly to seize her as if so strong a scent should arise immediately as to communicate itself to all the senses i do not say it is a scent but i only make use of this as a comparison but this is only to show that there the spouse is exciting in the soul a delicious desire of enjoying him whereby she is prepared to do heroic acts and to give praise to our lord the origin of this favor is that already mentioned but here there is no pain nor are the desires of enjoying god painful and this is what the soul generally feels for there seems to me little grounds to fear for reasons already mentioned but we must only endeavor to receive this favor with thanks end of the sixth mansion chapter two